get over the shock of actually seeing like a lab. And this is the root. This is the genesis right here, right in the jungles of Colombia. This is what's wild about the coca leaf too. It just looks like a plain old leaf. This is what a war is fought over right here. I'll say right now, with gasoline, they're gonna torch the whole place. We have worked with special operators in Colombia and Peru, and it has given us a unique look into the war on drugs. The missions we've been a part of have struck deep at the heart of the cartels and limited the flow of cocaine. We choose to come to this area because this is the genesis, the beginning of where this evil is born. This is the source. This is a mission about bringing light into darkness. in the war on drugs. One is to stop it at the source, and the other is to treat those who have fallen victim to it. We've made it through some tough stretches in Colombia, and it's definitely a war out there. We see the missions we've been a part of on TV and read about them on the news, but to truly understand the reason why these labs must be destroyed, it's necessary to show what a drug addiction can do to a life. So tomorrow we're heading to a rehab center in the downtown to hear from the victims who are once lost in the grip of addiction. We have about 36 hours before our next operation, and hearing these stories will not only serve as a reminder to why it's important to fight, but just who we're fighting for. So this is Oliver, the founder of the Rehab Center? Okay, all right, so we can get started. You know, when he was in that period for 20 years, what drugs was he uh, addicted to at that time? So he, he says that he tried a different kind of drugs. He went all the way from, from crack, marijuana. He tried a pill. 
he tried uh, different kind of drugs, but the one who destroyed his life entirely was the crack. It was crack, crack yeah. cocaine. What does he see as the main thing that gets a person into an addiction of a drug? Cuando Dios ya restauró mi corazón, cuando Dios yo le permití entrar y Dios me sanó y me restauró. In the world, people try to fill that void. Hmm? But he says that in his own personal experience, despite the fact that he tried different things in the world, he was not satisfied at all by any of them. Yeah. And he said that thanks to that, he received a total recovery and he felt that all, everything that he felt, that void, was totally, totally filled. Sure. By Jesus. So it's safe to say, you know, from all the experiences that you've seen and the people that you've come through in your own experience, that it comes down to, you know, the characteristic of people feel an emptiness and they're trying to fill that emptiness. Can you tell us what it was like the first time that you tried crack cocaine? That day, it was a night, man. That day just changed my life, bro. Look, man, you hit that thing one time and you just and you just throw smoke, and you feel some of the ancients, and yeah. you want to keep smoking, man. Yeah. And I, I got addicted to that stuff. I sold my clothes, I sold my shoes, I sold my cell phone. I was, you know, I was dressing like, like a crazy boy in the street, man. And I don't go home no more, because, you know, I was with the game. I smoke so much that I don't even eat, man. I just keep smoking. And one day, my mom just found me in the streets. I remember that day, man, she was crying. She said, man, look what, what, what you did to your life, bro. She said, I got a place you can might go. I mean, I'm, look, I'm 17 years old, but I live too much in this life. I'm wow, you're only 17 years old? Yeah. Wow. Man, you can see right here in Colombia, right there on, it's a place over here, man, it's a street. They say cocaine, weed, pills, yeah. cocaine, weed, pills. Yeah, like and a police wow. don't do nothing. Wow. You see kids over there, three years old, and smoking, smoking. man. Smoking, wow. bro. Wow. Some little girls with uh, 11, 12 years, and they are having sex with bad guys just because, because crap. Just to get money so they yeah. can have the next fix. You're addicted to that stuff, yeah. but you cannot do, do whatever. Yeah. Do whatever, man. This saved my life. And saved her life. Jesus is knock knock on the door. Yeah. Just open You've seen the absolute darkness of the world, and you've been through, you know, hell and back. And now, it's like you have such a powerful testimony that you can impact other people's lives. So it's like God is just like molding you and giving you ready right now to go out and just, you know, change other people's lives, you know? So whereas the devil tried to destroy your lives, now you're gonna go out and change other people's lives in the word of God, so that's good. It's hard to explain the emotions that you feel when you see a person who's recovering from a drug addiction. On the one hand, you're happy because they've found the light in Christ. But on the other, you see the trap of the enemy and know there are millions more who will never have the chance to recover. Tomorrow we leave for our final mission, and it's not like we needed any extra motivation. 
But I will say, as we step out into whatever darkness awaits us in the jungle, the stories from the rehab center is something that'll be on our mind. is it's a hydrochloride cocaine laboratory and these are considered very high priority targets because they're the most sophisticated labs out there they have chemists armed guards and they can produce several tons of cocaine each month so this is a very big mission we're on today and uh, another concern is actually how close we're going to be to the border but he's about to start the the briefing right now we'll listen into that what's he saying about venezuela yeah he's saying that uh, you, need to, you need to know that we're working really close to the border with venezuela oh yeah look the hcl lab is right on the border we are going to be left alone for 10 minutes on the field. But the helicopters will stick around to give us support? So they and they're just monitoring any kind of movement or anything. So any kind of like group comes, they're going to know. Because we're at the border, they want to know who is there. about this mission, more dangerous than any other mission that we've done before, is the fact that there's a lot of FARC activity. They said that there's over 30 uh, people at each of these laboratories. One of the things that they stressed the most in that meeting was they said, we are right on the border of Venezuela. And it's a very, very big political issue right now because Hugo Chavez is very anti-Western. And, uh, and so doing these operations is very sensitive. Colombia has tons of uh, rebel groups. They basically seek asylum in Venezuela, come across into Colombia, and then disrupt. Uh, one of the things that's a little bit concerning is they said they will take long-range sniper shots and uh, they target foreigners. We happen to be the only two foreigners on this, uh, you know, this mission going in. You just got to stay close to the guys at all times. You can make sure you don't stray from them. And you know what? You keep down low.
right, so we've just inserted into uh, into a hillside. There's about three rivers here, and there's two houses that we spotted from above. And one of the biggest things we're watching out for is uh, is the booby traps. But they're going to head into this bush, and they're going to go right after the first laboratory. But this is where it's dangerous because there's lots of um, there's lots of FARC activity in this area as well, too. You can see it from above. There's definitely people here because they were running out of the houses when we when we looked down from above. They're still providing air support above right now. Inserted in. Blackhawks are circling, doing cover. We're going for the first lab right now. Going through this dense bush right here. Sabía que íbamos a venir, ya. Sí, le escuchan los helicópteros y... They heard the choppers. They destroyed this in that amount of time? Oh, man, they were just here. Look at how far down this goes. Look at this. This is a huge laboratory. I mean, this one goes like on a gangway all the way down. It's like, it's got three different compartments to it. This is all the mixing rooms. You just look at this. This is amazing to actually see. Row upon row of these uh, mixing area. 
they mix the paste, they mix the, the powder. You got these huge vats, this straining area, it's like this mesh that they strain the product in. And then you come back here, and the guys right now are basically photographing everything, taking notes of everything, and actually testing if the Coke is pure, if the Coke is, you know, real. It's all very, very toxic. They have a lot of this like, powder and stuff like that. Dangerous. Dangerous. Very gross stuff. Very gross stuff. One thing that they were saying to us in there was they're saying, you know, uh, the narcotics dealers are constantly trying to come up with new chemical compounds that won't be detected by either search dogs or won't even come up as cocaine. So they're bringing that back to base and they'll analyze that and they'll, you know, know for the future if anything's, uh, uh, if anything's being attempted. See microwaves behind me here. This is for all the drying of the, the cocaine. You see these little packets, and what these, this is what's so strange about it. They add these as like a bleach effect, and basically this uh, whitens the cocaine. This gives the, uh, the white appearance uh, to it. So what's that? So this is, uh, this is the press that they use, and those packets that you see on TV, you know, when you see a seizure, and you know, they're all nicely pressed and packeted, this is it right here. This is a kilo packet where they you know, go down, they press them, Oh, look at this over here. You can see how many packets they were doing. Basically, what you got here is you got a numbered system of how many kilos are basically coming out here, and then they stack them in this closet. But you look at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve for each row. You're looking at 36, almost like 50 packets that they were doing, you know? And this is just in one. Uh, toilet like roll that they hang up and they have massive amounts in there you know you have like you have like you know 40 or 50 of these rolls so this is probably what they go through in one day just hammering this stuff out and you know the street value of uh, of these packets and this is saying panelas which is like panels uh, this is you know probably astounding how much you know they're actually producing out of here and uh, everything is done start to finish in these laboratories all the way from harvesting the coca to the chemical process you know and then bringing it on down here to baking it in the labs and then pressing it and packing it right here What they're doing right now is wiring uh, this whole place for explosives. And uh, everybody's kind of really in a hurry. The helicopters are starting to circle quickly because they really want to get out of here. Well, they're saying the charges are set. I'll meet you back at the LZ in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. All right, moving back to the landing zone right now. We'll, uh, we'll stay with the detonation team. And the choppers uh, are radioing down, seeing that there's some enemy movement in the bush near us. Hopefully, Will's already on the move.
got the wire coming all the way down the hill. I'm gonna leave one person and detonate and uh, blow a huge hole here. Joseph, it's one minute before they blow. I still think Will's down there. Find the hole, find the hole. Here we go. Look at that plume coming up. That was huge. That was all three of those labs that we were just in. explosion in the, the canopy forest there. Smoke high into the, the clouds. And now we're, uh, choppers are coming for extraction. So they're hurrying me down so we can get the helicopter. Another explosion right there. That was the second one. Deep in the bush there, you just hear it explode. And that's the remainder of it. We saw them bring the cables down and they blew it up. So it's good to hear. Let's go. Go to the right. Go to the right. All right, the choppers are coming in. You see it right above me there. They're coming in right now. So we're making a dash for it as fast as we can. They're really trying to get us out of here quickly. After those explosions went, here comes the chopper now. said, if a man stands up for an ideal and strikes out at injustice, he sends forth a ripple of hope that can be an inspiration. In life, every man has to choose what he'll live for, and if we bring light into darkness, the world can change. The war on drugs is a battle that is both physical and spiritual, but it is a war that can be won. It is a war that can be won because we stand in faith, and in the end, we trust in the light.